Are you ready to take your message, your business, and your life to the next level? Want to learn from someone with more than a decade of experience, training tens of thousands of people from all around the world? Hi, Cliff. This is Pauline from Auckland, New Zealand. John from Calgary, Alberta. Amy Porterfield. Michael Hyatt. Dan here from Dunedin, New Zealand. Ray Edwards. Mark Mason. Mike Stelzner. Pat from Smart Passive Income. It's Darren from Melbourne, Australia. Now is the time to live the life of your dreams and do the work you feel most called to do in the World. Welcome to the Cliff Ravenscroft Show. Here's your host, Cliff Ravenscraft. Welcome back, my friend, and I am super excited to share with you today's episode of the Cliff Ravenscraft Show. This is episode 661 titled, What Would You Like to Create in the World? Do you know the answer to that question? If your answer is, no, Cliff, I have no idea, I want to assure you that buried somewhere inside of you, that answer is there. And you may just not know it right off the top of your head. That is exactly what happened in a conversation that I had all the way back on April 7th, 2021 via Clubhouse. I met a guy that jumped into one of my rooms that I was hosting and facilitating for the Free the Dream community on Clubhouse. And I was offering live coaching to anybody who would like to connect with me on a deeper level to to get them unstuck from whatever it is that's holding them back from living the life of their dreams. And Sheriff stopped by. Now, Sheriff is from Egypt, and he is currently in the UK studying electrical engineering. And when he jumped into the room, he was like, Cliff, I saw your profile. I see that you're a life coach. Can you tell me what area you focus on? I told him uh, kind of some of the things that I do and how I help people. And he says, speaking of procrastination, I just seem to have a problem with it. And of course, we we delved deeply into the topic of procrastination, why many people uh, struggle from procrastination. It's the same story for most everyone. The reality is, is we put off the things that we put off because there's not enough pain associated to putting it off. When there's pain that you will experience uh, from putting something off for too, any longer, uh, you'll find yourself motivated to avoid that pain by getting it done. Uh, that it, It's a simple solution. It's a great conversation, but that's not really the meat of the conversation that Sheriff and I had. When he realized the the principle of associating pain to the idea of not doing what it is that you're putting off. He's like, okay, I get that. But maybe I think what my issue is that I just don't have a strong enough why. I think that that's really my main issue. And then, of course, I said, well, okay, now that we've delved deeply into the issue of procrastination, you know how to get beyond that. Let's just talk about your why. Why, why is it that you're studying for, let's say, electrical engineering? Uh, what, what is this degree going to do for you? What would all these studies, if you did them to your highest ability, what, what would you be able to create? What would you like to create in the world? And immediately says, Cliff, I have no idea. But then just with a few different questions, I got him to dig, dig a little bit deeper, and it turns out, that he's actually had a few dreams. In fact, dreams that he thinks about consistently, multiple times, like hours a week, every single week kind of dreams. And yet he had not actually consciously put together, it's like, yeah, 
this is what I want to create in the world. And so I'm going to just invite you along through this entire journey. And as you're hearing Sheriff and I have this conversation, I invite you to do some digging within yourself. When you hear some of these questions, ask some of the same questions that I ask Sheriff, ask them of yourself. Find out where you can resonate with this story and you too might be able to, number one, figure out why you're putting off uh, some of the tasks that you seem to struggle with endless procrastination on. You might also find some valuable tips for how to manufacture the motivation necessary to move you forward and some of those things that you would like to move forward on. You might be able to discover what it is that you want to create in this world, what your dreams are. And then, of course, also at the end of this conversation, we transitioned over to one of my favorite topics in the world, which is the mastermind principle. Powerful conversation here from beginning to end, and I'm going to let you listen into the entire thing. And then afterwards, I'm going to invite you to reach out to me and share with me what's going through your mind. But before I get there, I'll come back at the end of the episode. Here is my entire conversation with Sheriff. Sheriff, or is it, it Sh- is like, it Sharif? Yeah, it is actually Sharif, but it's pronounced the same way you pronounce Sheriff. Sheriff. But yeah, you can pronounce it any way you like. Well, where are you from, Sheriff? Um, I'm Egyptian, but I live in the UK. Currently just studying, doing electrical engineering. I'm really interested in, I've seen your profile, you say you're a life transformation coach. So is there like a certain aspect you are concentrating on, like, or just a general life coach? Anything in the area of mindset is where I help people the most, whether it's career, whether it's health and fitness, whether it's relationships or whatever the case may be, parenting procrastination, all this other stuff, it, it really all of it boils down to mindset. And what I do is I focus on mindset. Since you mentioned procrastination, I'm really having some serious troubles in that area. Like, <laughs> like really, really serious troubles. <laughs> like I could like go procrastinating on a task for a week to two weeks to a month and so on until like the due date for that task is maybe tomorrow. And that's when I have to sit down and do it because I don't have any much more time to do it. So if you have any tips, I would be really grateful. Sure. Uh, This is something that I talk about quite a bit. And the first question I have for you is when you put it off for a week to two weeks and three weeks, and then finally you wait until the last minute and you go and do it. Let me ask you, when, when you finally get it done, are you happy with the results? Uh, Well, no, I'm always like, oh, I should have started earlier. I could have done a better job. Why don't I start earlier? Oh, I'm going to start earlier next time. And the same cycle happens again. All right. So tell me about all of the pain that you experienced because you did sub- such a subpar job. So so when you last couple times when you procrastinated, you waited to the last minute, you're thinking to yourself, oh, man, I could have done such a I, I know I could have done a much better job than what I just did. Man, that's terrible. Tell me about all of the pain that you suffered as a result of not starting earlier. Uh, well, uh, number one is that, like, I know I could have done better, and I don't know, like, I feel like 
I really, really could have done better, but I, I don't know. I can't think of any other pains with it. And that, my friend, right there is why you will continue to procrastinate. Well, let, <laughs> let me ask you this. Let's just say, hypothetically, you've got a task that takes, that you've got, the deadline is one month from now. All right. And what I heard is that you have a history. Sometimes you'll put it off for a week, then to the next week. And now it's been two weeks. Now it's been three weeks. And now it's been an entire month. And this thing is due in three days. Now I've got to rush and get it done. Is that correct? Yep, exactly. And then the only pain that you experience is knowing that you could have done it better. Now, Sheriff, I'm going to play a game with you. And let's just say... The same project. Now, we, we're going to go back and restart the whole thing all over again. You've got one whole month to, to complete this thing. Let's just say instead of putting it off, you don't put it off a single day. It's like, man, I've got a month to do this project. I'm going to start working on it today. And you work on it a little bit today. You work on it a little bit tomorrow. You, matter of fact, you work on it every single day this week. And then next week is the second week of, that you, you have on, and you, you work on it a little bit each of those days. And then the third week, you work on a little bit of those days. And then the fourth week comes around, it's, and guess what? It's doing by the end of the week. You work on it a little bit each and every single day. And then you finally say, yep, it's done. And you deliver it upon its deadline. You follow me so far? Uh, yes, I'm with you. Answer me this question honestly. Regardless of how much work you put into it, could you have done it better? Uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. Because there's always better. Like the, there is always better. Actually, I think this could be a reason. Like because when I do it three days before the deadline, uh, I could have done it better. And when I do it, start doing it early, I still could have done it better. So I feel like there isn't uh, much of a difference. There's no pain for putting it off. What's here to motivate me to get started on this earlier? Is the task something that you get paid for? Is that what we're talking about? Is the task something that you're doing for a friend? What's the average task that you seem to be thinking about when you're telling me I I suffer from this procrastination? It's mainly academic tasks. Okay, academic. So this is related to your electrical engineering? Yep. Okay. And are you passing? Uh, Yeah. Okay. I think that's why I'm, I'm like, I'm just still doing whatever I'm doing because anyway, I'm passing. I don't know. So if there's anything that I can help you with when it comes to this procrastination is to first help you become aware of why you're procrastinating. So the question is, what do you want? Let's just say your ultimate outcome is I want to be a licensed, fully accredited electrical engineer. That's what I'm going after. And so if you're going after that, if I can actually consistently put off my tasks until the last two or three days, and I can consistently know that I'm going to get a passing grade where ultimately at the end, I will have the licenses or the accreditation. I don't, I don't know whatever the goal is that you're, you're going after, but, but whatever. I, it, this thing says, I have been educated, I've passed, I've shown proficiency, I am now qualified to do my electrical engineering work. In the end, five, 10 years down the road, you're getting paid as an electrical engineer, and let's just say somebody wants to hire you for a project, Sheriff, is anybody going to ever ask you, hey, I see that you have your degree, but I need to know how many hours did you put into each of the projects that led to this degree? Is anybody ever going to ask you that question? 
Uh, I don't think so. Exactly. So these are the kinds of reasons why we're procrastinating. There's no pain associated to it. Now, if you want, you could potentially find some pain. You could make up some pain. So, for example, is there something that says, man, you know what? I, I just... I think I would feel it less stress if I were to maybe get this done before the deadline. And that way, uh, if I spread it out over the course of two or three weeks, a little bit here, a little bit there, that would give me more margin in my schedule. But for that to work, you have to have something better to do with your time once you free up that margin, something that's costing you. So for example, are you married, Sheriff? Uh, No, not yet. Are you in a relationship with somebody that's special? Uh, nope. Okay. Let's just pretend for a moment. Let's just say you had somebody special in your life that you enjoy spending every waking moment of your day that's available to you. Can you imagine this? Have you ever been in a situation like this? Uh, yep. Yeah. Okay. Now, here's what I want you to I want you to imagine. Let's just say three class projects ago, you had an entire month to do your project Everything was fine, but you put it off to the last minute, put it off to the last minute, and then all of a sudden, now it's the last three days, and it's Friday, Saturday, Sunday. This thing is due Monday morning, and that significant person in your life says, hey, I just got free tickets to go over and do this. This is a weekend getaway, and it's all expenses paid, and you say, oh, I've got a decision here. I either go with this very special person in my life on this all expenses trip we have this experience together man this is going to be so incredible this will we'll make a memory however i'm going to get a failing grade on this project now if you were to experience that once what do you think the chances are that next time you'll probably work harder to put in a little bit of time before the deadline, not put this off. So in the event that that final weekend, those final few days, if your very special person in your life says, hey, let's go do this together, you say, sure thing, I can do that because I've already got this project done ahead of time. Do you see where I'm going? Yes, and I, I really like that, uh, how you put it down there. Actually, I've been through similar situations where... Uh, where like I had like a project due in a few days and then uh, some of my best friends they were like yo we got uh, this trip set up we're all going so are you in or not and I'm like whoa so okay fail or go have fun fail or go have fun but but then I kind of like in that situation I'm like I'm gonna balance it I'm going to try and do both. <laughs> yep. I'm going to try and pass and do the have my experience. <laughs> well, and, and what you're talking about is with the buddies, right? Yep. Yeah. See, the, with the buddies, you could probably try to do both. But with that very special someone. Yeah. <laughs> eh, that doesn't work. Yeah. That doesn't go over too well. That's why I went with the very special someone that isn't going to be sure. communicated. I really care about you if you're trying to do both. So what I've just done for you is I that this is how you could motivate yourself. So by the way, if, if one really crazy outlandish way to put an end to your procrastination is go find yourself a special somebody. 
Somebody that you would want to be a part of your life and you want somebody that you're going to convince, I want to spend the rest of my life with you and I want to create a relationship between us where you will know that I am worthy of your saying yes to my request to be my special someone for the rest of our lives together. Go get yourself into one of those relationships and I bet you'll you'll stop procrastinating. Do you see how that that's a very real possibility? Uh, it is a good possibility, but I don't like the idea of like searching or going into a relationship just to you know just to stop procrastinating. If you if you know what I mean, I I totally know what you mean. But the reason why what I'm doing is I wanted to share something that was so bizarre and so outlandish to give you the example of what would be necessary for you to be able to yeah. put an end to the procrastination. I absolutely got what you're trying to say here. I think I got the gist out of it and I could use my imagination as if there is a someone special and <laughs> and just work my way through it. Well, the imagination in and of itself won't work unless there's truth behind what it is that you're imagining. So there has to be a level of truth of the pain that you would experience and and you can ma- you can create these things. You can create certain situations. So for example, when I uh, Joshua was asking me a little while ago, Cliff, how how is it that you made a commitment to work out six days a week every week for the rest of your life? How how do you how do you live up to something that crazy, that insane, that that consistency? And one of the things that I did, Sheriff, was I actually went to my community of thousands and thousands of people and said, "Listen, hey everybody, I want you to know." I'm going to do something bold. I'm making a commitment. I'm going to work out six days a week, every week for the rest of my life. And I'm telling you about it. And then for the first, gosh, I think it was for the first year and a half, maybe even for the first two years, it might have even been longer than that. I made a point to every time I finished a workout, I'd take a post-workout selfie and I would put it on Instagram stories. Actually, it was Instagram posts even before then. And I would put hashtag train with Cliff. And so there were a couple reasons why I would do that. Number one is to show people, hey, I'm still living up to my my workout schedule and my commitment, just as I told you. But the other one was as a source of inspiration to others. I have a very strong desire to be of inspiration and encouragement to others and helping them transform their lives. And and maybe if if I can just show them, it, you know, some of some of the people who follow me are probably just waiting until Cliff finally just drops the ball on this thing, and he's finally going to 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 give it up, you know. But after about 35, 45 days, or maybe after three or four months, uh, they thought, you know what, he's still doing this. You know what, that inspires me. I if Cliff can do this, I'm I'm just you know what, I wasn't going to work out today, but because I just saw Cliff's selfie number 180 <laughs> days in or you know, whatever, I'm going to I'm going to go to the gym today because of Cliff and I'm going to text him. I'm going to send him a direct message and let him know. And so I get these direct messages, Cliff, because of your post workout selfie today and your consistency, I've decided to start working out, and every time I see you, it's just a reminder that I need to just go get it done, and I just want to say thank you for your inspiration. So for me, Sheriff, what happened was the thought of not going to the gym equals pain. For me, it would be the pain of, I know there's a number of people in my community that think that I just don't have what it takes to pull this off. A handful, very few, but a handful have been vocal about that. Yeah, we've heard this before, Cliff. You'll never be able to do this. That's ridiculous. And so part of me says, well, gosh, if, if I don't go to the gym today, I'll just pr- be proving them right. 
and today's not that day. I, I, I ref- I'm going to be the one that's right here. I'm going to the gym. The other one is, man, if I, if I don't show up and do a post-workout selfie, then I, I don't get that dopamine hit that's, that gets that acknowledgement. It's kind of like a pat on the back that, you know, those little heart icons or the little likes or the comment here and there that says, man, great job, Cliff. Lo- love your consistency. You know, as crazy as it sounds, those feel good. And if I don't get to, if I don't do a workout, I can't put a post-workout selfie. And so I'm going to miss out on that. And then, of course, there's the people who say, you know what, Cliff, it's because of your consistency that I've made a radical change in my life and I've made some commitments. And so I just want to thank you for your inspiration. And I'm like, man, if, if I don't work out today, if I don't live up to my commitment, I may actually. And so these are all things that I'm imagining but they're all true. They're all real. So yes, I didn't manufacture all of those things, but they're all manufactured in truth. Does this make sense, Sheriff? Uh, yes, absolute sense. And about the workout, st- uh, the workout stuff, like I could totally relate to what you've done. I could relate by saying like I've done a similar thing, but on a small scale uh, with my friends. So basically, I, I was like guys we need to like start working out and then they're like yeah of course and we're gonna do it and blah blah and okay let's start and a day or a day or two passes and we're doing it and then they're all like they just drop it so yeah this is where i was like no i'm not gonna drop it i'm gonna keep on doing it i don't care if they continue with me or not and you know what i just kept on going like I could even do it seven days a week, six days a week. Uh, sometimes drops to five, but you you get the gist of it. Like I just keep on going, and now they're like they look at the, my body transformation. They look at the cool moves that I can do now, and they're like, "Whoa!" And I'm like, "Yeah, you see what you're missing on? We started together. You dropped the ball. I didn't drop the ball. So get your ass up and just do it, man." <laughs> you even reminded me today. I was like. Uh, I couldn't go outside and work out, so I was just doing my push-ups and uh, my home workout. So I was like, let me call my friend. He just texted me yesterday, and he was like, I want to start working out. So I was like, I called him, I FaceTimed him, and I was like, yo, Ayad, get up and do 30 push-ups now. And he was like, you know what? I'm doing it. And, and like we got up virtually, and we started working out together. And I don't know. I just loved that. Like I got... A uh, dopamine shot of whoa! I made someone work out today, and I worked out. So yeah, I kind of uh, can relate to what you're saying here. Now, <laughs> sheriff, think about this. Take everything you just told me, and how could you create the same experience with your school projects? I think really what my problem is is that I don't have like a clear why on on what what I'm going to do with this degree or. What exactly am I doing here? I think it's because I'm not clear on my why. So I think what I really need is to be clear on my why. And that's what I will be like working hard for to stop my procrastination and you know set up like real goals and and all that. Well, I can come back to that in just a second, but I do want to have one question for you. Uh, just let's just say you got clear on your why. 
you would still need to create some sort of routines to tie some pain to not putting it off. Because even if you have a clear why, which you're right, you're, you that was going to be another direction. So, sometimes people procrastinate, not necessarily because they don't have enough pain to do what they're doing. They just don't have a big enough uh, motivating factor to get it done in the first place. So we can go there in just a second. But I just want to say, let's just assume you have your why. You know exactly why you want your engineering degree. The question that I'm asking is, Is are you going through this training for electrical engineering? Are you a part of a, a class? Is there other people who are being assigned the same projects that you that you need to get accomplished? Uh, yes, there are, but uh, we're doing it online. Sure. You know, Just like your friend, you're not able to go to the gym there in the UK and work out together, but you, you got on a call and virtually... It's like, hey, we, I, he's right there. He's doing in his home, and I'm in my home. And by golly, virtually we're working out together. Is that what you just told me? Yep. Are you are, are you beginning to see where I'm leading you in this conversation? Yes, I see, but it's completely different. <laughs> it is. It is completely different. But is there any way that I can network and meet other students who are going after this electrical engineering degree or whatever? Do you know any of the other students that are participating? Even though it's all online, do you know any of the other students? Uh, well, yeah, I know a few because, like, uh, I think they are all procrastinating just like me. So Sure uh, they are. I, just I like you, you used to be procrastinating from your workouts and all your friends were pr- procrastinating as well until one day you said, hey, let's all get together and work out. And they said, sure. And you started, they started, but then they fell off, but you kept going. It's, 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 do you yes, see how this is a perfect direct analogy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I do see that. I do. So, in essence, you could take but, the. But, but yeah, go ahead. The thing, just I want to point out, is like I think when it's with close people or friends, it's completely different story, other than like colleagues who you don't who you didn't even see in real life. You know. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, one of the things that you're saying is that for for this to be a valuable experience for me to be able to do this, to to gather together and bring some of these colleagues that are studying for electrical engineering as well, I'd probably need to develop some relationships. So, if, if you wanted to know what I think might work for you to put an end to procrastination in this area, in addition to finding a powerful why, but what, let's just assume you have your why – one of the things that might be helpful to you, and and I can assume that it's helpful based upon the fact that it's been helpful in your workout side of things, what typically works in one area of your life is easily transferable to success in another area of your life. So what happens is your recipe is let me find some way to first introduce myself and learn about these other students who are studying for electrical engineering, people who are taking the same classes, getting the same projects that I'm assigned. Okay, who are these people? How can I, I want to create an environment. Maybe I'm going to create a, um, what do you use in the UK? Is it um, GroupMe? Is it uh, WeChat? Do you, what, what's the big one over there? Uh, it's mostly on an application called Zoom or Teams. Okay, Microsoft Teams. Zoom or Teams. So basically, what I would recommend that you do is create some sort of environment where you can invite all of the other students who are in the same courses that you're in, getting the same projects that you're in, and say, "Listen, I know that we're all studying from home. I know that we're all, you know, we, we can't gather like we would normally do for university and all this other stuff." But what I miss 
is the opportunity to connect with other students who have similar values, who are going after the same things in life. And chances are that might be you uh, based upon the fact that we're in the same class together, and I'm looking to put together a study group, you know, where we can hold one another accountable, uh, encourage one another to live up to our highest standards, and and just be a source of encouragement to to keep motivated to to do the things that we say we're going to do. And then what you'll have to do to make this a worthy experience is to get to know those people, to learn about them, to understand them, and who knows, you 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 may end up developing some friendships and relationships as a result of this that could land into some of your biggest professional opportunities down the road as a result of creating this group. Do you see how that could be a possibility? Yeah, that's actually a great idea. Going back to your your why, why are you going for electrical engineering? What, why, what brought you from Egypt to the UK and why are you studying electrical engineering? Well, why electrical engineering is because I was into electronics and how things work and like even as a kid i used to like get the toys play with it and then break it and see what's happening inside there and yeah like i was just curious as a kid and then when i got older and it was time for university and i was like thinking what could i possibly do and yeah this is how i ended up with engineering but now i'm like okay i'm i'm getting to know how things work but how do I use this knowledge in my future now? <laughs> so what's the answer to that question? How can you use this knowledge in the future? Yeah, that's exactly where I am right now. <laughs> that's the question I'm having. I, I think that's the answer to my why. What is the future you want to create? Let, let's forget about your work for just a moment. What do you want your life to look like in five, ten years from now? Uh, I don't have something specific in mind, but what I really have is that I really want an independent life, like with an independent job, and not a, not a job, actually, I would like to have my own thing, you know, I, I don't like working in companies or that stuff, like I could do that for like a while to gain experience and all that, but uh, what I'm really after is uh, my own thing, like I want to have my own thing which I'm really not sure of right now. When so, you say my own thing, you mean I'm working for myself. I don't have an employer. Yeah, exactly. I'm my own employer. I, I employ people instead of being employed. Is that a dream of yours is to employ others? Yes, actually, because I don't know. I feel like I know. I feel like I could see where people would do best. If you, if you know what I mean, like, I, I could put up a team. I, I'm good at putting up teams. Let's just say, Sheriff, right now, it's it's about three to five years into the future, and you have an incredible team of people that are well-qualified to do anything. I mean, like, you have the right people on the team. Let me ask you, what would you like to create in this world? How, In what way would you like to make this world a better place for people? I've had a few thoughts. Some of them are crazy and some of them are just normal. So basically there was this thought of uh, after I'm done, I could go back to Egypt because I have like, uh, I'm a bit resourceful over there. And I think like I could help my country and all that. So this the idea was that I could start up a transportation company and accept uh, it's going to be like not any of the usual transportation companies. It's going to have... Uh, 
everything transported with electrical vehicles. So I'm going to have like zero carbon emissions uh, and help, you know, help my country be, get cleaner, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, and, I love that. Yeah, and another crazy idea was, but this is like totally crazy and some Elon Musk stuff, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. Uh, like I was just thinking about uh, why don't we have a rocket that goes to space electrically? And yeah, these are like the few ideas that I, I'm trying to include in my why. Okay, I love that. So both of those could be worthy pursuits for you to create. Um, okay, so th are those the two crazy ones? Uh, no, actually, the the rocket one is considered the crazy one. The other one is just like I see it as the normal one. You see that as the normal one. So those are the two possibilities that you've dreamed up so far? There are many, but I can't really think of any at the moment. Okay. So the cool thing is, is that, by the way, that who's to say that it's crazy? I mean, I recently heard Joe Rogan interview Elon Musk about the possibility of electric power to break the atmosphere and, and whether or not it, it's possible. And, and I, I, I don't know if, if there's something in the laws of physics that says it's not possible. Did you hear that particular interview? Uh, no, could you like uh, tell me who was it again? Because I'm really interested in hearing that. Yeah, I, I don't know which episode, but Joe Rogan interviewed Elon Musk, and he's interviewed Elon Musk, I think, three different times that I'm aware of. And it's one of the more recent ones. So what it, just go look up Joe Rogan, Elon Musk interview and look for the most recent one or two interviews. There, matter of fact, I, in fact, since you're a fan of Elon Musk, obviously, and you're interested in electric cars and all the things he's interested in, chances are you would find all three of those interviews valuable. There is something about, because he was asked about, you know, do you think we'll ever, ever be able to use electric to get to space? And I just remember that being a, a conversation or whatever. And I can't remember exactly what it was, but something, some, I think I may have heard something to the nature of the fact that physics wouldn't allow it or something like that, but I could be wrong. But anyway, still, no matter what, the, the reality is, is that so many things that people thought were impossible, you know, 35 years ago were, you know, it's, it's everyday occurrence today. So, who knows? You, you you may be the guy who who solves whatever. So I there's there's nothing too crazy in my mind. One of the things that I love to encourage people is if there's a if there's a a dream inside of you, I sometimes like to explore why is that dream there. What what is it? What is it that causes me to have that dream specifically? And if it's something that won't go away, continues to nag. I would say, listen, regardless of how crazy people think it is, I just allow myself to start dreaming it. You know, what would life be like if I was to do this? What would life, you know, what what would life be like for people and and what would the reality be? And see if I if I begin talking to other people about it and see if they say, "Well, have you talked to this?" And for example, it's like, "Hey, have you heard about that interview with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk talking about the potential of electric-powered rockets?" Uh, so yeah. Anyway, I encourage you to continue to pursue those dreams. So going back to Egypt, uh, helping my country, transportation company, all electric vehicles, bringing a cleaner society to Egypt is a, is a powerful thing. Uh, rocket ships obviously would be helpful to the environment and to forward innovation 
uh, through space exploration. Well, not just exploration, but just everything in the space industry. So out of those two ideas, is there is there any one of those that you feel leaning towards pursuing? I'm really leaning towards the rocket, uh, the idea of an electrical powered rocket. But I feel like uh, I should start with the transportation thing and while working on that rocket, because I feel like it might take some time. Okay, so how much time each week do you spend dreaming about these two things then? Uh, like, like they come up like at least four times a week up on my mind. <laughs> Excellent. And, and how are you documenting your thoughts on these things? Uh, what I do is like I have a list on my notes where I, where I put in any of my ideas that just bounce into my mind. And yeah, like, Every day, whenever I have any of these thoughts, which are about the transportation or the rocket, I just go in and like, okay, I'm still not there, but I, what can I do now to, what can I do now to move towards my goal, even if it's just a little bit, and I just go in and start researching uh, about the vehicles that I would like to have in my country, uh, about uh, how can I start it over there about uh, the resources over there that I can use. And yeah, I think that's like how I try to move towards my goal, like a bit by bit. <laughs> I love it. Have you heard of the mastermind principle and are you currently implementing the mastermind principle in your life? Uh, no, I haven't heard about that. Okay, so the mastermind principle, uh, there's a book called Think and Grow Rich. Have you heard about Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill? No, but I'm going to research that now. Yes, this would be an incredibly powerful book for you to read uh, all the way through, but there's specifically a, an entire chapter devoted to the mastermind principle. And the mastermind principle states that when two people come together, those two people will be able to come up with ideas working together that neither of them individually could ever come up with on their own. Can you think of a time when you've actually brainstormed with a friend of yours about a problem that you were having and there and and it's seemingly to you there was absolutely no way you could possibly think around this uh, think of a solution but then all of a sudden you and a friend or maybe a group of friends got together and somebody suggested an idea and it's like ah oh, that would totally work and then you solved the whole issue altogether Yes a lot but I can't think of a specific one but that's like this happened a lot with me Yep, this is called the mastermind principle. Now, what Napoleon Hill found is, Napoleon Hill, by the way, uh, when he was studying, he Andrew Carnegie gave him the task of re in interviewing the wealthiest people in America. Of course, Andrew Carnegie had a, a massive Rolodex and got him connected to all these people. And after 20 years of all of these interviews, Napoleon Hill put together what he called his philosophy of success, what he found that all of these people had in common and then wrote about it. And that, of course, that's been uh, refined into one easy-to-read book called Think and Grow Rich. There was a bigger volume of his philosophy of success uh, before Think and Grow Rich, but Think and Grow Rich is the book that most people get today and go through. Anyway, so have you ever heard of Benjamin Franklin? 
yes, I think I do, but I, I remember the name, but I don't really remember what the what he what he any of his works. Yep. So uh, Benjamin Franklin is somebody that during the time of the American Revolution, the early American situation over here, he was an inventor. And of course, Benjamin Franklin got together and he created something called, and I think it was called the Junta Group. It might have been the Junta, but it's J-U-N-T-A. And it was a group of people that got together in a local pub, and there was like 35, 45 of them or whatever, but they were all upstanding members of the community, all of them, you know, very much involved in making society better and stuff like that. And what they did is they got together on a consistent basis, and they discussed some of the issues that society was facing. Now, today... We have modern fire stations, so firehouses that put out fires. The very first fire stations, the very first public libraries in the United States was created out of this group. The very first public university came out of this group. There was a number of firsts that were all started as a result of this group of people coming together to solve problems of society or to create things together. Have you ever heard of, given the fact that you have a dream to do uh, rockets to space electrically, have you ever seen the movie with uh, the, the, was it Apollo 13? Is that the one? With uh, uh, Yes, I think I've seen it, but I don't, I, I, I don't remember it. It was like a really long time ago. Okay, well, I'm going to potentially, I'm going to potentially, uh, let you know about all of my ignorance of the space stuff because I know very little about it. But I know there's this scene in the movie where what happens was I, I was that the one where they went to the moon and the there was this module, there's lunar module, uh, and they had some kind of problem with the oxygen. The oxygen quit working. Is, is am I speaking the right stuff here? Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So what happened is they had they had this lunar module that was designed for two people. All right. And the only problem is is that the main module or main ship uh, had an issue, and so they're like, okay, well, we can go into this lunar module. And even if I'm making this up, the the overall principle of the story is is accurate, and you can go watch the movie and and see this scene if you'd like to. But the whole issue is, well, they're like, hey. We, we've got an issue here. So yes, we can all fit into this lunar module, uh, but it's designed for two people. And as a result of being designed for two people, we don't have enough CO2 filters to fill out, filter out all of this stuff. And so what happened was they said, okay, well, we've got, can you take some CO2 filters from the main, uh, from the main sh- ship? And they said, well, yes, we could take those, except for the fact that they're that they're essentially different parts. They're not the same. And so, therefore, they don't actually fit into the ports for the CO2 filters here. So, what happened was, you've got all of these engineers back at NASA, and they were, in this one scene, they brought all of these engineers into a coffee break room so there's just like a little break room and there's a blank table and all of these engineers with their white shirts and black ties and they're all in a room just waiting there hey why were we called here why were we called here and then all of a sudden two of these military people walk into this room and one of them is carrying a box 
the leader of the organization says, okay, guys, here's the situation. We've got three guys in a module that's designed for two people. And as a result of that, the CO2 cartridges or whatever don't fit over here, but they're able to take it over here. So what we need you to do, and then he says, we need you to take all the things that are in this box. And then the other guy dumps out everything onto the table. And it's a bunch of different parts and pieces and all these other things. He says, everything you see on this table is what those men up in space have available to them. And what? And then he holds up this one device and holds up another device. And he says, I need you guys to find a way to take this round peg and find a way to fit it into the square hole that this goes into using nothing more than what you find on this table. Now, any one of those engineers by themselves would never have been able to come up with a system or solution to solve that problem. Or if they did, they certainly wouldn't have done it before those men ran out of oxygen. So what happened was through the power of the mastermind in this scene, they got together and they say, well, what if we did this? Well, no, that won't work. But now that you say that, we could do this. And no, that won't work. But no, but it, you know what? Here, and all of a sudden, these guys working together figured out a way to use the parts on the table to make that piece fit. And then what they did is they actually worked together and gave a step-by-step-by-step-by-step instruction sheet that was then being, you know, they communicated to the men up in space, which saved their lives. Does this all story ring a bell for you? Yes, yes, I, I, I do recall that. Okay, so that right there is the power of the mastermind. Now, I could tell you story after story after story of my own life where this has happened for me personally. Just being in a group, I've been in a weekly mastermind group since October 2010. And I've come to that group with things that seemingly were impossible. Hey guys, this just happened. And as a result of this, I have to do, I have to come up with this. I can't think for the life of me how I could possibly do this. And then somebody suggests, well, have you thought about doing this? I said, I have thought about doing that, but I don't have this resource. And then somebody over here says, well, if you don't have that resource and you've thought about that, what if you had that resource, would you be able to, do, would you be able to pursue that? I said, well, possibly. And they says, well, have you thought about getting that resource from over here? Don't you know so-and-so? And I said, I do know so-and-so. I didn't think about that. By the time this one-hour meeting is complete, what seemed impossible to me, by the end of that call, I had a game plan for how to achieve what I wanted to achieve. I've had this happen time and time again. And what Napoleon Hill says, he says, if you were to create for yourself a mastermind group, a small group of people that you meet together with them consistently on an ongoing basis where every member of that group is absolutely fully committed to the success of every other member in the group, any one of those people will be able to accomplish more in a single year than they could in a lifetime on their own. So each of these people in the group, not only do they bring their own way of thinking, their own way of seeing the world, they bring their their own education, they bring their experience, they bring the things that they've learned from their successes, the things that they've learned from their failures, so all of their experience, 
They bring their network, they bring their resources, and they all are eager to share with one another because of the deep relationships that they have formed. Does this all make sense to you, Sheriff? Yeah, that's that's really amazing, and I'm really going to start implementing this all my life. Yeah, so what I would recommend doing is is begin creating at least at least one mastermind group and I certainly would not recommend that you limit yourself to one mastermind group. So for example, I am married to my wife and we've been married since 1996 and I'm going to tell you right now, we have an incredibly powerful mastermind group. Just my wife and myself, the two of us together, and we work together as a partner to overcome some of the obstacles that we face in our, you know, our own goals, you know, hey, you know, th- th- I just got a uh, notice that this happened, and or hey, our air conditioner just went out, that's going to cost us $5,000, I you know, blah, blah, blah. And, and then Stephanie will say, well, you know what? We have this money over here. We could do this. And I'm like, oh, you're right. And she goes, and we'll get that built back in because we can do it this way. We could do it that way. And I'm like, oh, you're right. So there's, okay, we've got this. Yeah, we've got this. That's good. Good talk. <laughs> that's one of our, that's one of our mastermind meetings. And so my wife and I, we actually go out on date nights every other week. And we actually have a quarterly uh, situation where we go away for a weekend at a time just to just to touch base and talk about these things. And so that's one example of a mastermind group. But it, the other one is a very professional relationship and you can have more than one of these, but you definitely, my recommendation is that you have a minimum of one of these. And certainly I would recommend that you create a group that s- shares your values for the cleaner aspects of electric vehicles and and just space travel and and stuff in general i can assure you have you ever read the autobiography or not the autobiography but have you read the biography of elon musk by ashley vance uh no but i'm actually writing all this stuff that you're telling me and i'm gonna research them Yep. So it's it's the autobiography by who? It's not the autobiography. It's the biography. Uh, so it's Bi- it's it's the it's just says uh, Elon Musk and the it was it's the biography written by Ashley Vance. The reason why I share that with you is to share with you that you know just how Elon Musk thinks. You know what some of his upbringing was, what kind of drives him, the way he sees the world, what what his work ethic is and all this other stuff. But these are just a couple of things to get you excited. So you're already dreaming about this. You're talking about these kind of things, you know, about four times a week, you're saying. So what I'm going to pause for just a moment, because I'm curious, you say, I don't, I just, I think maybe the reason why I procrastinate with my school and my electrical engineering stuff is because I just don't know my why. And, you know, I just don't know what I'm going to do. I've thought about a couple things. One of them's one of them's kind of normal and one of them's really crazy. But even if I did the really crazy thing, I'd probably use the really normal thing to get as a stepping ladder to get me there, which is to go back to Egypt, help my country by creating a transportation company where it's all electric vehicles, which is cleaner energy and all this other stuff and cleaner transportation. That gives me my ability to do my own thing, my independent life independent job. I'm self-employed, but I also employ others because I'm good at teams. Sounds to me like you know what you want to do. <laughs> Actually, it does sound like that, but uh, when it's all on the mind, like you're, you're not sure that it is like, you know, it feels like it's just a dream, though. 
if you know what I mean. Like, yes, it doesn't feel like it's touchable yet. Doesn't feel like it's achievable. And also, I just wanted to ask about the mastermind. Are there like okay? You said that uh, the people in the master and the mastermind group they should uh, share the same uh, uh, should share the same thoughts and they should care for one another and want them to succeed. Are there any other aspects they should have? For a mastermind group to be truly successful, every member needs to be absolutely committed to the success of every other person in the group. That's the one thing that's essential. It's not necessary that they all be in the same industry. It's not necessary that they be they all think the same thing. They all have the same goals. They all have the same values. Now, there are times when it's when it's important for mastermind groups to have those characteristics. But what is essential is a small group of people who come together, meeting together on a consistent basis towards a definite chief aim, you know, whatever it is that you guys are going after. Then every person is absolutely committed to the success of every other person in the group. And that, that's so the whole thing. All, so we should all be aiming at the same thing or should or can everyone be aiming at his own goals, but we meet together to help each other out? There's a ton of different ways to answer that. So there's one where everybody is aiming towards the same thing. So for example, Sheriff, you could have a mastermind group where you get together with other people and you all have the definite chief aim of making the world a better place through electric vehicles or or electric motors or alternative energy solutions. Now, it doesn't mean that you all have to be working in your in the same business together. You could all be working on your own aspects of it, but with the same affinity towards that thing. Does this make sense? Yes. Whereas yes. Hen- Henry Ford, back in the day, had a mastermind group of the people who worked with him, which they all had the same goal directly. We want to make automobiles and we want to mass produce them and we want them to be high quality we want them to be affordable blah 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 so so there are there are aspects when yes it is absolutely essential now i will tell you that i'm the group that i'm a part of that meets every week and has since october 2010 the affinity that we share for one another the same outcome is that we are all uh, very much faith-oriented believers who have online businesses with a desire to consistently serve others at the highest level and never lose sight that relationships matter more than money. That's that's our primary objective. That's who we are. That's the Green Room Mastermind. We We always want to live up to our highest standard of living, living a life that's worthy of having all of the gifts and talents and abilities that have been granted to us, the time that we've been given on this earth, we want to make it, we want to live our lives to the fullest, but never lose sight of why we're here and what we want to accomplish in our communities and in our business. So that's what, that's the, that's that same thing that we're all going after. Does that, does that kind of answer that aspect of it? Uh, Yeah, that's pretty amazing. And then I want to share with you a podcast episode. Now, I'm not suggesting that you need to go create a paid mastermind group. That might be a little bit more of a distraction for you than you need, but there is a powerful podcast episode that would be very valuable for you to even learn more about mastermind groups. So if you go to mindsetanswerman.com 648, the title of that episode 
is do you want to facilitate paid mastermind groups? And if you listen to that, forget about the fact of going out and charging people to money to be in your group. You don't need to worry about that uh, at all. But there are, there's a ton of information about frequency, how to host meetings, how to find people. I mean, there's so much information there. Six, four, eight. Awesome. All right. Now, before you go on, check out mindsetanswerman.com slash 567. And that episode is titled, How to Be in a Mastermind Group with Me. Now, that one's, it's not something that would be a good fit for you because you're not full-time self-employed yet, but it's still a valuable thing so that you can hear even more about the mindset principle. So, the reason why I'm telling you about 567 is not to try to convince you to be in a mastermind group with me, but it's to give you even more insight into what mastermind groups are, how they work, how they're set up. I still have more for you, but tell me, did you get five, six, seven written down? Uh, yes, I got five, six, seven, and six, four, eight. Okay, and then write down mindsetanswerman.com slash four zero zero. Four zero zero. And that title of that episode is Advice for Creating Your Own Mastermind Group. And that was from 2015. My friend Pat Flynn and I, who started our mastermind group in October 2010, got together and we shared our advice on creating your own mastermind group as well. How many people have you got in your mastermind group? There are six of us. Six of us. Oh, that's amazing. Yep. And then my next love, that's my mastermind group that I've been meeting with uh, weekly since October 2010. I facilitate two paid mastermind groups called the Next Level Mastermind, and my AM group has 10 members, and my PM group has seven members. So, Sheriff, let me just ask you one question. Would you say that now you've actually spoken out loud and just heard it mirrored back to you? You know what I want? Here's what I want. I want an independent life where I own my own business. I do my own thing. I'm an employer. Other people work for me. I know how to build a great team. I, I just know that that's a part of what I want to do. Ultimately, in the end, I want to actually be a part of putting rockets in space using electric energy. I think that that would be a powerful thing to accomplish in this world. It'd be something that, that would be fulfilling to me and, and really light me up. And uh, I know that that may be a little bit crazy. It may be something a little bit more long-term. But in the meantime, I think that once I get my degree in electrical engineering, I think I'm going to move back to Egypt. I'm going to help my own country. I'm going to start a transportation company that's all electric vehicles and provides a cleaner environment and commuting experience for people. When you hear all of that back, is that a life that you want? Yes. Uh, when I hear it back, it sounds even better. <laughs> <laughs> so on a scale of one to 10, how much would you love to live that lifestyle? A uh, hundred. <laughs> so now after this conversation, is it possible that you know your why? Yeah, it is absolutely possible. And that's why I'm really thanking you because you made, you made things clear a bit in my mind. Now, when we go back to your assignments, your projects that are being assigned, it's not just about getting the grade. It's about making sure that, you know what, I want to do the best I can because there may be something inside of this project that's going to lead me down a trail of study that may be a key component 
to either uh, success in my transportation company or putting rockets into space with electric propulsion. Not only that, but then think about these people who are also studying electrical engineering. What do you think? Just, just imagine, just dream for a second. Just think that all of a sudden, maybe two or three or four of your employees in your uh, transportation company, uh, all electric vehicle company in, in Egypt, imagine some of those people came out of your mastermind group uh, that you developed through your studies and, and that you created around the projects that you're doing in school where you were in classes and, and you tell the story. It's like, yeah, this one of my business partners in the rocket company that I've created, I met him as a result of creating a mastermind group so that I could actually stop procrastinating on my school projects. Could you imagine yourself telling that story down the road and see how this could all fit together to create a compelling life that you're meant to live? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) Well, there you go, my friend. Thanks a lot, Cliff. Thanks a lot. Thank you, Sheriff. I, I, I look forward to continuing to follow your journey I encourage you to keep keep me posted on uh, progress that you make. Let me know about your mastermind group once you get it up and running. I just want to celebrate milestones with you. Anytime you hit a milestone, feel free to email me. My email address is cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Just any, it, even if it's like once every two or three years, hey, Cliff, this is Sheriff, the guy from Egypt uh, who was studying for electrical engineering in the UK, and I told you I wanted to put rockets in space with electric engines. Here's my most recent update. I, even if it's a year from now, I'd love to celebrate whatever milestones you hit. Uh, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. That's it. All right. Amazing. Amazing. I'm really like honored to talk to you. Ah, it's my pleasure. Well, there you go, my friends. My guess is that you have definitely resonated with Sheriff and the conversation that I had with him as you heard that entire thing play out. And so here at the end of the episode, I want to ask you to reach out to me and tell me, what is it that you want to create in the world? And also, I'd love to hear from you, what is it that's currently holding you back? What is the single greatest struggle that you are currently facing as you are moving towards or as you consider the dream of what you want to create in this world. So I'm going to ask you to email me. Send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. Put in the subject line, what I want to create in the world. I hope that I receive at least 50 or 100 emails with the subject line, what I want to create in the world. And then just say, Cliff, I just listened to episode 661, your conversation with Sheriff, and this resonated with me at a deep level. As I was hearing the conversation, it became very clear to me what I most want to create in the world is, and then you fill in what it is you want to create in the world. What is your crazy idea? What is your big vision? What is your dare to dream big kind of thing you want to create in this world? And then once you do that, that should be no more than maybe two or three sentences. And then right below that, I just want you to answer this question. The single greatest obstacle or the single greatest struggle that I am facing in creating this in the world is, 
and then fill in the blank. It should be no more than four or five sentences for me to be able to read and respond and potentially carry on a conversation with you via email. As you can tell from these conversations that I've had with people on Clubhouse, my heart's desire is to help you break free uh, from anything that's keeping you from realizing the life of your dreams, to live the life for which you were created to live, to live the life you feel called to live in this world. Now, With that being said, I'm wrapped up here. That's the end of this episode. Again, your next assignment, should you choose it, send me an email, cliff at cliffravenscraft.com. What I want to create in the world is your subject line. Tell me what you want to create. Tell me your single greatest obstacle or struggle that you're currently facing in creating that in this world. I look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, I encourage you to take everything you do in life to the next level. Mindset. Answer man